Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first. Today we have Lincoln Moore, Executive Director of Decca Oil, which is an aim listed company in the London Stock Exchange. The company released their interim results today, which we can hopefully go into more detail with. But first, morning, Lincoln. How are you? Hi, good morning, Rob. Very well, thanks. Good. Um, it's been a challenging six months, it seems. Uh, can you run us through the results and some of the key drivers? Certainly, yes. Uh, that's, a, that's a fairly true statement. It's certainly been the macro conditions really this year have been almost all against us. I mean, I'll just, just run through them all and then focus really on the ones which I think matter the most. But of, but of course, uh, you know, we entered this year's high season with quite strong expectations of, of further uh, fresh fruit bunch growth on the back of a, the, the being pretty strong market uh, the previous year, and of course, increased the size of the mill. And and uh, we started the year quite strongly in January, and we just I think I've said it a number of times before, we just didn't see the the growth in the the fruit uh, that they would expect. It was a very down year for fruit yields in the country and specifically in our region and uh, and really what that sort of uh, led to is you know by I guess mid-February the other millers as well as us became became aware of this and then you of course have a situation where typically competition for the fruit in the high season is not tremendous but it was significant this year because everyone realized that the fruit was lower and this is the time of the year when the most fruits around so so there was a, a heavy increase in the the prices of the raw materials, and then I guess when you couple that together with uh, uh, falling crude palm oil prices and uh, the strengthening of the euro against the U.S. dollar, which is the, so the U.S. dollar is the price palm oil is set at, um, converting to lower uh, amounts in euros, which is effectively our currency of trade. You know, you've, you've had, a, I guess, a combination of uh, pretty terrible factors working against you. I mean, it, it's not complicated in terms of understanding the, the financial outcome. It's all the action is above the, the gross margin line. And really the main driver, you know, because let's not forget, we've had weaker pricing environments in the past. And, and one of the, I guess, uh, typical advantages of our business is that, uh, that the fruit or our major cost being the fruit is linked to the crude palm oil price so typically if palm oil prices come down we pay less for the fruit uh, so we do maintain that sort of semi-fixed margin but obviously this year just with the very strange conditions of lower yield that that sort of uh, statement didn't hold true so if you're looking at the the gross margin percentage you know down from typically 26 percent down to to 15 percent it's almost entirely uh, related to paying more for the fresh fruit bunch, which is about 70% of our, uh, our, our cost above the, the gross margin line. And of course, you know, there is, there is also uh, with the pummel price down, uh, some other, uh, some other uh, issues which uh, reduce the gross margin because some of the other costs in that, uh, particularly transport, are fixed. So, you know, you don't pay less for transport just because the the crude palm oil price is lower. So, so of course, uh, you know, that, that cost becomes relatively higher in terms of uh, the overall situation. So, so yes, crude palm oil prices didn't help, but the main thing was just weak, uh, weak fruit levels, which which brought up the uh, the main uh, main cost, which is the fruit way higher than what would be typically the case. Okay, and uh, would you mind explaining the decision not to pay out the dividends this year? 
Yeah, so obviously we you know we entered a, a program of a of a, what we expected over time would be you know a gradual progressive uh, dividend, and the intention was uh, two or three months ago to maintain that. You know we you know we saw shortly after announcing it that the the international crude palm oil price was dropping lower and lower, and just just really to touch on what's going on there, there's a, there's a quite a bit of structural interference at the moment in terms of international. Uh, crude palm oil prices. Uh, you have India, which which increases tariff on uh, CPO very early in the year from 10% to 40%, and it's still holding to protect its own soya market. You've got uh, issues between US and, and China in terms of tariff wars, and uh, which is which is uh, creating speculation of high levels of soya on the market, the main substitute for palm oil, which obviously decreases the price of both of those. Uh, products together and, and very recently some very uh, strong weakness in in emerging market currencies and the you know India is an example countries which buy palm oil obviously have less buying power with uh, with a low exchange rate so so the price is I mean it got down last uh, late last month to, to to lows of the last 10 years so you know all palm oil companies would be suffering tremendously at these levels and they, we don't expect those levels can be maintained in the in the medium term. We expect to see some some rebound, but you know we, we obviously waited as long as we can to see some of this play out, and with the the goal of obviously trying to maintain the dividend. and And for that reason, we've obviously we deferred um, our announcement of the the notice of AGM, which I think now will obviously go out imminently uh, to give it every chance of of getting to a point where it was sensible. But for us at the moment, we you know as a board have made a decision that it would not be the appropriate thing to do to be uh, paying out a dividend in such uh, such weak external market conditions. So so it's on hold. It, it remains clearly part of the strategy moving forward, but certainly um, uh, maintaining cash, preserving cash to allow us to to enter next year as, as, as good as possible, as well as um, investing uh, for growth is, is had to take priority at this stage over the dividend. Right. So you, you said it's been a bit of a strange year so far. Any comments on the rest of the year and what you foresee in the year to come? We, we have, you know, Q3 numbers will come out in early October and, you know, we have seen some some normalisation and, and, you know, we feel that this uh, this issue of the fruit being lower during the high season is certainly an anomaly. I mean, it's there's a, there's a number of reasons why we, we support that situation. One, of course, we, you know, we have our own estates and we can see that they're they're well off what they would normally be yielding uh, at this time of year, so you know we can we can uh, match the the smallholder fruit volumes against our own estates. We also the country publishes the 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 smallholder and company estate production levels, and a number of the the main companies, including ourselves, publish that data. And it's you know I could, I've got that data back to 2012, and over the last uh, six years we've either seen each year an increase in the smallholder. Uh, fruit volumes or, um, or or stabilization, and this year it's it's across the board, twenty uh, percent down. So it does feel very much like it's an anomaly. Uh, if you talk to the the agronomists, the technical experts, they you know they're referring it to it as, as a rest year. It was a relatively strong fruit year last year, and this year is weaker. And typically, that means that the following year is a lot stronger. Uh, our one of our non-executive directors. 
Bernard Francois, who is, is the former CEO of Palm C, which is a you know 300 million market cap palm oil company in Cote d'Ivoire. He saw this back in uh, 2010 was the last time this this took place, and then 2011 was very strong. So so there is a strong optimism that the the fruit levels will either return to normal or, or grow. Uh, next year, which should alleviate all that pressure that we saw on the uh, raw material prices and see our gross margins return to typical typical levels. So, so I think yeah, we'll put our Q threes out soon. I think that's going to be show people that okay, this is uh, you know this supports the case that this is just a, a one-off week high season, and then we'll make sure we're as best prepared as possible to take advantage of what we expect could be a very strong high season next year. Okay, you, you said be prepared, and I think you've sort of answered uh, the next question I'm going to ask, which is what are your plans for maintaining and improving future production levels? Yeah, of course, there's you know there's things you can control and things things you can't control this year. What we couldn't control is the the volume of fruit overall uh, was was so down. So inevitably, you're going to be impacted, and I think you know in terms of just natural fruit levels, we expect. Uh, those to be back to normal or higher next year, so that that will naturally be part of the the improvement. You know, we we it's clear we're maintaining at least our our market share. So really, it's it's a case of you know things we can do to defend and to improve our market share. You know, we're looking at possibly another uh, logistics centre and some other initiatives uh, to to deepen the relationship with the the small farmers and and offer them things that others. Uh, perhaps can't. I mean, I think it probably is slightly commercially sensitive to to go into too many details on that. But but we're making making moves to to enhance our market share. But you know, looking back or looking stepping away from I guess the short term, we know um, from our nursery, um, of course, we've sold twenty five thousand hectares equivalent uh, of of uh, plants to small farmers in our region over the last. Uh, six years, and we're not the only nursery. So this is material uh, planting and replanting that's gone on over the last six years. So we still see that there's going to be, you know, at some stage, a very sharp, we think, a quite a big uplift in the, the fruit levels, which has always been the plan to start moving our meal towards its uh, capacity. So this year we're probably only operating at, uh, at uh, 50% of capacity. So there's huge organic growth to come. Uh, and uh, we have to make sure we maintain or increase market share and the fruit volumes overall uh, increase. The, the last time we, we talked, uh, you, you were talking about the, the cashew project uh, being, a, you know, it seemed like a good asset. Uh, have you, what's the latest on that and uh, what are the next steps? Yeah, the the situation with the cashews, of course, myself and Shai Cole joined the board and We've uh, we've uh, worked with the team and bring in what we believe are a tried and true uh, key management on the uh, on the general management side, on the engineering uh, side, and the and the agriculture side. So the the team is uh, we think um, proven and uh, and very strong. It, it's an execution or construction phase process that that will begin shortly. So the key key contracts, which uh, are very close to finalise, is the the acquisition of the mill, I, I can't go into too many details. It's again, commercially sensitive. It's uh, going through final um, pr- approvals with the banks. It's always a condition of the the banks to approve the the asset um, and the contract that they're effectively lending against. Uh, and any infrastructure work contracts um, are, are well advanced as well. So I expect very shortly that will be uh, put into the market and we'll sort of set out a clearer 
um, pathway to first production in the back half of the last part of uh, next year. Uh, so I think it'll be it'll be it'll be very clear shortly. Clearly, you know, we we rate um, uh, the cashew processing um, space. It's it's something we think has um, high gross margins than the the palm oil space. Of course, it adds to our overall volumes for our business revenue and, and allows us to leverage our fixed cost space uh, better. So it, we still think it'll be yeah quite a we think it'll be a very significant asset uh, in time that will come into the Decalol uh, group. Okay, is it a significant asset? Do you see the uh, cashew project overtaking the palm oil projects in terms of generating cash? It appears so. I think the the initial meal uh, size at, at ten thousand tons uh, lends itself to that's ten thousand tons of raw cashews lends itself to a you know revenue line of uh, somewhere between twenty to twenty five million US. So at that point, it's it would be I'd expect still smaller than than De- Decal Oil's existing palm oil asset in a normalised year by by some some distance, but. But the, the plan is to increase that mill to uh, to thirty thousand tons, and at that level, it, uh, it, it we expect uh, it'll be significantly greater. Perhaps no, maybe revenue-wise, um, you know, fifty million versus maybe forty million, which we think the the palm oil can easily get to. But the the gross margin line will be materially higher. We can we expect so it'll be significant when the two assets are together. And I think uh, the market caps we're looking at today will, will uh, you know, it's, it's worth investors who are probably looking at uh, the opportunity to to buy us on on the cheap. You can you can see what the you know the the potential upside is 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 for a processing business and a logistics business, which in all intents and purposes is the main thing we do, is is really significant at these levels. Uh, last question then: um, What do you expect uh, the next bit of news to be? Well, I think I think it's important to uh, make sure that you know we we answer all shareholder questions, and so we're talking to the, the institutions uh, who understand very well the 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 growth plan we're going through, and also to the the, the retail investors as well. So we you know we're offering again uh, an opportunity uh, on Tuesday for us to run through those results, similar to what we did for the the full years, and answer questions. Um, you know, clearly, you know, looking at the prices at the moment, people uh, are very focused on the the immediate term, and probably have lost a slight bit of focus on on the medium term, which is you know partly understandable. Uh, and hopefully, I think as we the next announcement will be Q3 uh, production numbers, that will alleviate some of the concerns that the the this drop in fruit is is not a permanent one. It's a it's a it's a just been a weak um, agricultural yield uh, period. And then we'll start moving back to traditional periods. And of course, you know, we, we were growing quite nicely and not probably the pace we, we, we wanted, but profit and revenue was growing uh, year on year. So we've, we've taken a taken a hard hit this year, but um, the overall strategy in the, the group is is moving in a very interesting direction. So I think, so the key threes will be next, we'll imminently announce the, the AGM uh, details. And I think we'll, um, I think we're very close to putting some updates in, in terms of the, the cash Issue, um, operation uh, shortly uh, as we move towards the end of the, the year. All right. Well, it's uh, it's been good talking to you, Lincoln, and uh, we'll see what happens with the Cashew Project. Uh, it sounds exciting. So uh, thank you for taking the time with us. No, thank you. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.